fitting in. As mentioned previously, the comparison gene exists to help us gain entry into a group of people. That is what it's really about, fitting in. We begin wanting to fit in when we become emotionally aware of people around us. We make friends and acquaintances and gain awareness about the various relationship dynamics that exist around us, and we subconsciously categorize people into groups, depending on whether we want to fit in with them or not. Once these guidelines are established, our actions adhere to a set of rules. What haircut to maintain, what watch to wear, which brands of food to eat, how much money to spend on clothes, and what grades to aim for. Discipline, grace, and all social graces we pick up are passed down by this fictitious group of people that has set the standards for society around us. The inner battle we rage against ourselves begins at the playground and stays with us until our deathbeds. Every milestone that we consider is essentially just a fulfillment of one more step towards becoming the person we think we should be. Why do we celebrate our new jobs? Why do we feel happy when we lose a few pounds? Why do we want our children to get the best grades in their class? More importantly, why do we not celebrate overcoming the flu? Why don't we feel ecstatic when our family tries to cheer us up if we fail an exam? Why don't we rejoice when the plumber replaces our rusty dream with a brand new one? The answers to these questions are not absolute, but the theory behind them is. We all want our children to receive the best grades because we don't want anybody else's child to be better. We celebrate getting a better job because better employment supplies a greater income, and having more money means having more money than somebody else, or coming closer to having nearly as much money as somebody else. Subsequently, we don't care about getting through the flu because it is not an achievement. Being able to recover from minor illnesses doesn't make us better than anybody. We expect our drains to be perfectly functioning, and having a rusty drain doesn't bring us any closer to becoming that entity we so admire. Therefore, we place little to no importance on the minorities of our lives. Little do we know that having a clogged drain may well be a great depressant in the life of somebody far wealthier than ourselves. Nor does it matter. The mental checklist that we have carried around through our lives, the one that dictates our supposed success in our minds, is strict, absolute, and the only one we care about. Our uncontrollable urge to qualify our progress in time becomes the controlling force of action on our own personal scale. We begin to measure ourselves against others. In the